Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast. We're a man down, but we're not a dollar short. We uh, we've still got the the host with the most, and uh, another host from another podcast, and uh, me filling things in in a book. So really, we're basically at full steam. Please come back, Matt. We miss you. If you're checking us out on YouTube, you can look at our lovely faces. And while you're there, as a distraction, you can click the subscribe button and make everything right with the world. If you're just listening along, that's perfectly fine. But you can also subscribe, and it does uh, help us out. Let's us know how much you love us, and we're really needy. So, so here we go. This is CookieCast. The Football Podcast. Recording in progress. She knows what time it is. And you guys know what time it is. And these guys know what time it is. All the guys know what time it is. And that time is football time. Um, I'm going to hand you over to the host with, indeed, the most, Mr. Paul Williams. And he's going to let you know what's going down. Thank you very much, Mr. Cook. Uh, good, uh, good good, welcome. Good welcome. That's, that's not even a thing. It is now. It is now. I've not seen, but yes. Good, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good time. To you all, whatever time you're listening or watching this particular show, um, it's another weekly update from the world of football. Um, so you'll uh, you'll be getting some Borough Hull and conspicuous by his absence, Forest um, based chatter. Maybe less on the latter in the former two, but um, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, so yeah, welcome along to the the. As yet untitled football podcast, which may change. As uh, the name was suggested. Yeah, there's been rumblings. So I'll I'll uh, I'll leave that for later on in the podcast because he might want to drop that when he's uh, when he's giving us his uh, his information about said game from last week. But let's say we'll uh, we'll come to that in uh, in due course. So we're gonna have to do it a bit a bit about face this week because we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to go through the forest game, but without. The forest contributor, I suppose, is the best way to describe him. Nottingham Forest representative Matthew Moore. Yeah, yeah. So we'll dive straight in with last week's results. So I will just bring it up in front. I believe it was a 3 0 win for Nottingham Forest, but I will just double check. It, you are correct. It good was sir. indeed. Because I believe, annoyingly, on the uh, football bets. I uh, occasionally place had uh, Forest to win, but both teams to score, and uh, Birmingham couldn't even do me that solid. Those little bastards. Uh, but yes, it was a Birmingham nil, Nottingham Forest three, with goals by Lewis Graben, Ryan Shithouse Yates, and uh, a goal by Jed Spence. Obviously, uh, listeners to the podcast for a long time will know that's a name that they've heard mentioned for other teams on this podcast. Um, 
but we won't go into that because that's going to make me annoyed. So we'll leave that for the next section of the podcast when I'll get even more annoyed. Spoiler alert. Uh, but yes, um, so Mr. Cook is going to have to do us the honours there of uh, divvying out points and whatnot. I think there might be some points because Lewis Grabbins are normally a, a, a positive positive goal scorer to be picking. So, so it's been an interesting development in the points this week. Because somebody who is, who is known about these parts to to have an allergy to points clearly came out of retirement this week um anyway that's jumping ahead um paul you had a a one two on the books uh does get you a point and that's where your points stop stew you followed suit with Paul, and you also went with a 1-2. Same for you, you get the points. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was intentionally designed to uh, poke the bear, but you did pick Yates to score. He's not here, but he is in spirit, because uh, Matt <coughs> channeled his inner James Panas and went with a 1-4. Uh, I mean... Weirdly, he was he was close in a lot of ways. Mm. Of his f- five, technically five goal scorers picked, um, it was just the mighty Lewis Graben picking up points for Matt. <clears throat> uh, I I was not as as uh, as convinced as you boys, so I just had Nottingham Forest down to win one nil. Um, I also thought it was a good idea to poke the bear, and I did put Yates down to score. Anybody who's got their abacus or calculators out right now will realise swiftly that Paul was the only one that got one point. Everybody else, two points. So... That brings us to the next game. The next game of the week... Where not one, <clears throat> but two. Oh God, what's he doing? What's he bringing into the shot? Oh, oh look, God. Look at it. Look at that. You uh, YouTube watchers are in for a treat right there. Look at that. Come on. I mean, you. surely in theory, oh. you, should, you should pan that down and it should say UTB at the top. In the interest of fairness. We'll, we'll talk about fairness in a minute, Paul, I'm sure. Course, course. I, I honestly don't know who to, uh, you know, digitally hand the mic over to at this point. Um, Definitely go to the person who went to the game. I think I'm, I'm probably gonna go with, uh, with Stuart Woodmancy. Stu, as, as our, as our man on the ground, as our, you know, correspondent, who we sent to the game, clearly, laid on us. Okay, so, much to probably nearly everybody's surprise, the final score was Hull City 2, Middlesbrough 0. Absolutely nothing. Not for the want of trying, I may add. Um, I'm sure that uh, Paul may have his own thoughts on a certain disallowed goal from late on in the game, um, if indeed he has seen that. But 
basically, as, as we know, I went to the game, uh, took my boys to their first ever football game, didn't want it to be a boring game, so I picked, I know what I picked, in the hope that that would not happen. It certainly hasn't happened, and granted there was no goals until like the 80th minute, but it wasn't a, a, you know, a boring game in any, in any stretch, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think City came out of the blocks absolutely raring to go, first 10 minutes of the game was pretty much majority hull, but then they let Borough get a bit of a foothold in the game, and after that, it was it was pretty much one way traffic until half time. Second half kind of carried on in much the same vein. Um, however, the um, I think the, the tail of the game will probably be by not looking at official t- statistics, but by my reckoning, have been there in person. Borough probably had four chances and didn't take any, two of which were almost clean through on goal. City had three chances and scored two of them. So um, it was great. I, I like for for a whole fan. Obviously, it was was incredible. I was behind pretty much behind the goal where both goals went in as well in the family stand with the lads. So it was it was it was a pretty pretty good day for me. Um, nice to be back live action as well. Um, I will say, I think the most interesting part of the game for me was somebody who definitely hasn't had a high rating specifically from me before was uh, Tom Eves versus Sol Bamba um, two big lads and Tom Eves was getting absolutely nothing off that referee every time there was a challenge between the two of them Eves was getting uh, blown for backing in um, despite the fact that if Bamba had wanted an Eves shirt they do sell him in the shop Um that unfortunately did uh, go unpunished at least three times, and the whistle blew and was was given the other way. Um, obviously, you can think I'm looking at that with my rose tinted glasses, but I'm pretty sure that Eve's shirt was at least three sizes bigger than the tag size on it by the time they'd finished. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I always find that a bit awkward. Like, like you have a team with a, a focused striker in it, like that, somebody to play the ball into and hold the ball up yet they can seemingly get wrestled to the ground. And it's not just for Huller. You see it time and again. The the decision goes the other way. But but yeah, very much enjoyed the game. Very happy with the result. And it took Hull out of the bottom three as well. So, even better. So. You're going to need some goal scorers now, aren't you? I mean, if, you, if you've got them to hand... Yes. Well, well, obviously ingrained in my memory from uh, from the Saturday. Initially, it looked like the first goal from where I was sat was definitely going to be a Keen Lewis Potter goal, and even in the ground, there was this moment of yes, we've scored. Oh shit! I know I definitely didn't pick him, <laughs> but the volley at the post was coming back out and hit the back of the Middlesbrough goalkeeper. So officially. As per the, uh, the the powers that be, the first one goes down as a Joe Lumley own goal. Third um, own goal of the season for Borough. From him specifically? No, no, just for Borough. Ah. Is, that, uh, is OG going House down as top scorer? Tyson Hall and Lumley. So, we went, it's a, there's, a, there's a couple of stats that came off in the game. So, obviously, that put us uh, top 
of the own goal charts for the season on our own with three above Huddersfield on two. Um, from everything that I've seen on Twitter, and there was a, it was something I heard like earlier on today. It sounded like somewhat someone said that they didn't feel that Borough did enough to win the game, but they certainly didn't think that they they didn't think that a draw would have been unfair. Um, and obviously, the sort of the the momentum just completely shifted when obviously the own goal went in, and it sounds like you basically summed that up perfectly yourself as well. There was there was a moment as well where at one nil. Um, like I said to you about the, the, the disallowed free kick um, Borough absolutely spanked it top corner but unfortunately yeah. I, I, can't, I can't remember the player who it was that was, was deemed to be interfering with the wall right. so the referee had, the referee had blown the whistle before the ball was struck on that basis even like say it was a great free kick the first one second one was put um, well into the stand yeah so but the second Hull City goal was then scored after that by Malik Wilkes. I thought he was going to miss it. <laughs> he, he sort of checked his run by backheeling it <laughs> to, to his left and Eves was just there in space and there was the tiniest gap between the keeper and the post and he just squeezed it in off the inside of the post. So, I can hear you all saying... What does that do to the scores? Nobody. Nobody got any points for the score. Everybody went with a draw, which in hindsight, I look at it now and I'm like, if only we if only we knew someone who is well known for playing for points. Who could have, you know, just gone one way or the other and made it a little bit different. But, um, yeah. So, what you're asking is, did anybody, anyone at all, did anybody get either of the goal scorers? Now, let's face it, it was probably quite unlikely that anybody was going to get the Middlesbrough keeper scoring an own goal. But, one man, like a lighthouse in the darkness, went, do you know what, I'm, I'm putting him down, Wilkes to score. And that man is Paul Williams. And, more annoyingly, I'm pretty sure I had Keen Lewis Potter as the other goal scorer. You would be correct, but then if you'd been getting, oh. if you'd been getting points, then so would... Other Everybody else. Um, so, if you remember how Paul was the only person who got one point in the in the Nottingham Forest game, but he's also the only person to get any points, one being the number, out of the uh, the Hull City Borough game. What has actually happened is, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's all twos across the board there. It's a draw for the week. It's a four-way tie. And if he was That's here... incredible. If he was here, Matt would be involved in what could only be described as a fight to the death. But as he's not here, we will have to postpone to, uh, to next week, maybe. <laughs> so, 
how do you want to tackle this? Do you want to talk the segment that's 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 known as this week in football now, or do you want to predict internationally as international well, men of mystery? We'll we'll keep it we'll keep it on topic. We'll keep it on formula and stuff like that. So we'll we'll go for. We'll go for the, the the coming week's fixtures. So obviously, as Andy's just uh, alluded to, it is international break. So there's no domestic football. Tell a lie. There is domestic football, just not in the Premier League and league, uh, and the Championship. Um, so there is domestic football. There is Hartlepool United games, for example, this coming weekend. But there are England fixtures. So there's uh, uh, an away game in Andorra this coming Saturday. And then they will be playing Hungary at home on the following Tuesday from that Saturday. And they are both World Cup qualifying fixtures. So we'll have a go at predicting those, see how close we can get to any sort of a relevant pick. Um, I was trying to find the England squad earlier and I, I, I was struggling uh, seen a few people come in and a few people drop out and stuff like that. So um, I I managed to find one shortly before recording that said it had been updated yeah. like forty six minutes before that. So I okay. used that to pick goal scorers. Um, however, I can guarantee when I when I unleash my goal scorers upon the world, I'll be informed. Yeah, they don't even play for England or something. You know, you know how it goes. You know how, how my picks are. So, as as has been correctly pointed out, Andorra versus England. As it's no, well, I was going to say as it's nobody's team, but I suppose it's everybody's team, and. I have, and if he hears this, I have left a spot open for Matthew's prediction. Um, but right now, we don't have those numbers. Um, as is as it is week in, week out, I have actually gone in on both games. But uh, Stu, thoughts? Okay. Um, I am going for a nil four. Nil or interesting. Um, so goal scorers for England. Um, I am going to go for uh, Saka. One. Saka I will go for Grealish because he's got to score at some point, other than roll around on the floor. Um. I will go for Jesse Lingard. And seeing as he's just had his call up and it's probably a, the game of the two that he will play in, I will go for Tammy Abraham to score the fourth. Or one of the four at the very least. Okay. Um... I like what you're laying down there. Let's face it; it's it's, it's sounding all good. Um, I have gone similar 
yeah, a little less confident. Uh, it, it's nil two from from the big man. Uh, I've gone with uh, Saka and Sterling to score. Paul. Yes, Andrew. Thoughts. Uh, right then. So so far we've had four nil and two nil. Yeah. Three nil. No, go the other way. 1-0? No, go the other way. 7. <laughs> Five. I'll go for 0-6. This guy's playing for goal scorer points here. He's just going to list off the team. Make sure you put the goalie down. Yeah, and I'll go for a goal each. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> uh, so... There was there was something I've just seen on the Sky Sports um, website or the Sky Sports app, in fact, sorry, that said something along the lines of "New Look England side expected for Andorra." So whether that can be trusted or not, we'll wait and see. But Ollie Watkins is in the squad. So unless he's dropped out, I would like to put him down for two goals, please. Okay. Uh, I'll also go for a goal for Phil Foden. Okay. Jesse Lingard. Okay. One for Jaden Sancho. Okay. And I think he'll come on towards the end, so I'll go for Sterling. Okay. All in the book. All in the book. Next up, we have England taking on Hungary. Um, Stu, you went first. I went second, but I'm going in. I'm going in straight in. It's in the book. It's written down. I can read. You know, sometimes. Um, just 1-0. Just just 1-0 to England, obviously. Uh, Kane to score. That's it. That's all she wrote. That's it. Right there. Uh, Paul, you went last. So how about you go next? I, I was going to say 1-0 myself, but I'll, uh, I'll go for 2-0 instead. Uh, and I'll go for Kane and Sterling to score. Stu? <laughs> Lovely. You boys it's, it's, are in I feel, I feel like countdown, I have to show my workings when you come up with the same answer. So, um, yeah, I'd also written down England to Hungary nil, Kane and Sterling. Well, it's in the book. Um... That's that. That is that. Done and dusted. We uh, we get through it quick. I'm starting to think that maybe uh, maybe Matt's the one that holds us up. He's all you know. <laughs> it's domestic football. You know, he's all belongs. he's all chatty Cathy. You know, talking about all them all them footballs. <laughs> so, the book is closed. That can only mean it's time for the football news in a segment we like to call this week in football. Anything? 
I, I, I realise it goes real quiet when, like, international games start. So not, it could be renamed What's Happened to Derby this week in some uh, <laughs> some phase. Not a lot is also the answer to that question. Yeah. Oh. No no one's died, thankfully. Or, well, I say I say no one. Obviously, somebody will have died at some point. <laughs> probably oh, keep it light, the, Paul. Keep it light. Probably connected with a football club, but... As at as at time of recording, no one as a, of a big name, you would say, in the football fraternity has passed away. So that's always a good st- that's a good start for the week. Um, nobody's, the only nobody's... thing I can think of is that there's been a managerial change. For uh, Premier League football fans, will not be surprised to hear that it's come at Watford, um, <laughs> where their uh, their latest. 10 month managerial appointment has come to an end uh, so they had uh, given the bullet to Cisco Munoz who was the previous manager and replaced him immediately with Claudio Ranieri taking charge of his fourth English club I believe after uh, Chelsea Leicester and Fulham uh, so he's I don't know how long he's got like a long contract he's given what's it say two year contract so he'll probably see out at least seven months of that before he's given the bullet um, I, I said I was talking to my friend about this the other day and I basically said no one who takes the job at Watford can never be surprised and that's strange enough the first thing that this last guy who got sacked said he was like he was surprised to uh, have been told that he was leaving the club and then I just said so he's obviously not done his research on Watford then um, Branieri's so just got to be topping up his pension at this point surely because like, he's he he there for a long time he's there for a good time exactly but I mean just I'm going to have to see if I can find the stats on this but right Branieri is Watford's 13th different permanent boss since the Pozzo family Completed their takeover at Watford in 2012. So, 13 different managers in nine years. So, what's that? An average of about 10 months per manager. Nine to 10 months. It's, it's funny you should say that because uh, th- this guy was uh, sacked after just less than 10 months. So, he's about so on average. Literally, <laughs> they obviously, I, I honestly don't know the longest time that any of those 12 managers was in the position for. But I can't remember a season where they started and ended the season with the same manager. Maybe they might have got about a season and a half out of Javi Grazia. But that is literally, like, maybe it. But it's... Obviously, you're never going to turn down a job uh, Premier League team, but if you were a sensible manager, no way you'd be going anywhere near that job because it just offers absolutely no security whatsoever. You know you're going to be there for. They're going to give you a contract for two years, but you know that you're either going to serve the two years or you're going to get paid for the two years at, at the at the absolute worst. So, yeah, just a, just a strange one for me that they, they were. <laughs> They'd obviously, they'd got beat by Leeds, and I think they're still only something like three points worse off than Leeds are at this point of the season. Well, that was that was Leeds' first win of the season as well. Um, yeah. But the, the the bit that 
always grates me, especially as like a, a, a lower league fan, is like the, the the guy who they sacked was the guy who essentially got them promoted last season, yeah. and he's he's not even had like three months at, at you know having a go at the Premier League. It's just yeah, out the door, kid. Off you go. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Well, in a in a kind of weird way, it's it's a it's a system that works for them because obviously they've since they've taken over, they've had two promotions and a stint of about four or five years in the Premier League. So um, you can't really argue with the way they go around doing their business. It clearly is a, a system that works for them, something like that. But with with regards to it being Ranieri, though, um, I've just I've, I've read that he's he's seventy coming up as well so that seems like a quite obviously he's quite an old guy but like I'm as, as a football fan in general I'm, I'm happy to see him come back into um, English football like he's yeah. a character isn't he he's one of the, he's yeah, one, he, he seems like one of the good guys and he's he's always got a good interview in him so at least it'll be entertaining even if like the team are terrible he'll be uh, worth a soundbite or two yeah definitely I was going to say he's, he's always uh, in that sort of Ian Holloway bracket of Good for a soundbite, like you said, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, out, outside of that, not not really, not really a strong news week, to be honest with you. Obviously, there was uh, keeping it in the Premier League. There was uh, consternation amongst uh, fantasy football players everywhere when uh, Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo was announced as being on the bench for the game against Everton at the weekend. He did bring him on, and. They didn't win, so apparently, and then at the end of the game, he, he basically didn't go around congratulating everybody else or like you know shaking hands with people. He just stormed straight off down the tunnel, and that's um, that's got people's tongues wagging. That, well, um, you can tell it's been a slow news week. In, world, so. Sorry, Paul. You can tell it's been a slow news week in all of football on the basis that that was uh, predominantly Sky Sports News entire day yesterday. Um, nothing's happened. <laughs> Bizarre, isn't it? Gary Neville was doing an interview about how um, Ronaldo should be more professional about that. And I was like, oh yeah, Gary, because uh, you were always professional in your playing career, weren't you? <laughs> cue cue that, 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 that video of them celebrating when their goal goes in against Liverpool. That yeah. Absolutely rock all. Yeah, that was quite funny. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, ladies wow. and gents. As I said, Short international this week. Short and sweet. <clears throat> international games do bring a, a slightly quieter time in the football world. Um, we've told you what happened last week, and we've told you what's absolutely going to happen in the coming week. We've given you all, all the news that we can give. That's all she wrote, I'm afraid. Join us uh, next next time, next week. However, you get your get your podcasts. Uh, join us when we uh, when we get back to talking. You know, I don't want to say real football, normal football, normal football, no, no. domestic football, domestic vile. What a eh? domestic football. That's it. That's the one. I do. I, I'm so easily confused. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, joining me. And these lovely people taking us through the somewhat choppy waters of the football world. And uh, next time, 
maybe the Nottingham Forest massive will be uh, will be representing. Until then, I want to say bye to you, bye to these lovely people, and uh, catch you next time. Bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Short and sweet. Never a bad thing. No matter what they tell you. It's all fine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening along or even watching along. And if I can trouble you for one moment to click that subscribe button, like, share, comment, wherever you get your podcast, it's a big help to us. Jump over to the Cookie Ascot. Oh, wow. Jump over to the cookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Drop us a line. Let us know how you're getting on. There we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.